Hello, and welcome to Taking Turns, Episode 5. I am Alex Rubens. I am Nick Robinson, and I like that uh, we're going to verbally say the episode number each week. Yeah, I think it's important, like, just to remind myself of the date. So that, I, like, like, I can go back and be like, well, we recorded episode 4 on blank. So that means today is a Friday. It's just cool because it makes me feel like we're really doing something here, you know? It's like... I mean, we're we're sticking to a weekly schedule. We are. Might as well be saying the episode names. We should take pride in that. that. Yeah. Today is December 17th. Sure is. And so uh, we're going to say that at the beginning of each episode uh, until we forget and lose track of the number. That will happen. That's that actually... Be, that's our plan. <laughs> fun little behind-the-scenes peek. That already happened, like, twice in the recording of this episode. But they don't know that. Shh. Do you ever... Do you notice, uh... How do you feel about the fact that there is the occasional person who thinks that this show is, is actually live? I mean, I enjoy that. Because, theoretically, this show would be a lot of fun to do live. But we just have a lot of issues of accidentally talking about embargoed stuff. Yes, it's so we can't way. really do that. But I, I remember last <laughs> week someone was like, hey, you guys should talk about this. And I'm like, I would totally do that, but we recorded this uh, 48 hours ago. So, Yeah, so here's here's the thing is now when people tweet at us and say, hey, you should talk about this, I'm going to favorite all those tweets and then put them in a list and we'll start talking about them. Nice. You know I like that idea. Um, it's actually really funny. On episode one, our first proof of concept episode, it might have been episode two. Uh, we got a good portion through a discussion about Smash Brothers, uh-huh. and Nick was like, actually, I'm looking at this sheet right now, and we can't talk about any of that. Yep, yeah. <laughs> so we had to like go back and try and figure out where to start the conversation, and it was really funny. That embargo uh, was crazy. It was because it was like, it was a specific thing that I wasn't, like a... It was actually yeah. a specific We mentioned stage. a Donkey Kong stage. Yes, you were... Which like, then got us talking about other Donkey Kong stuff. Right. And it was, like, weird because there was only... Like, the embargo was actually very generous, but there was specifically, like, don't mention, like, Congo Jungle or whatever the, like, N64 or Smash Brothers DK stage was. Like, we couldn't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and a couple other stages, but other than that, it was, like, all bets were off. I think mostly because the 3DS game uh, was already out at that point and everybody knew what the roster was, so they weren't too yeah. squeamish about spoilers. Yeah, it was just that the one stage I asked you about and we started to riff yeah. off of was one of the four stages <laughs> we couldn't talk about. Unbelievably, yeah. Yeah, but speaking of Smash, yeah, you've been playing a lot games. of that, haven't you, Nick? Yeah, so I am. Uh, I think as you alluded to earlier, I am back home for the holidays. I'm back yeah. in North Kakalaki, uh, and I have, I'm in a big family. I There are four young boys in this family. I'm the oldest of four brothers, uh, and that... I guess not necessarily means that we play a lot of video games, but it just so happens that we do. Uh, <laughs> it's helpful. It does help. And so, therefore, we have been playing, like, literally since the night I got home, we've been doing almost nothing but playing Super Smash Brothers 4. Um, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's so tight, because, like, like, my brothers had kind of been practicing against each other, and they were they were trying to gauge how good I would be when I got here. They thought that they were going to just completely just completely wipe me off the face of the planet and that hasn't been exactly the case i think they're i think so my two youngest brothers who uh play smash the most um are i think a little bit better than me um but i have mm. won matches against them actually the first night here i beat them both my first round because i think they didn't know how to play against people who weren't each other it was kind of like <laughs> the only one they had ever fought was the other one so it was like yeah kind of like the movie old boy or something where he's like Fight, he's at the hotel room and he's training against the wall that he's fighting and it's not really like fighting a real person. Anyways, anyways, uh, it's been awesome. We're all pretty evenly matched. They're very items off guys. and Which I'm the best way to play it. I, I know that you feel that way. And I'm very much an items on guy, <laughs> but I, I'm finding sure. that Smash 4 is uh, for it's me. It's fun either way though. Yeah, for, yeah. And for me, it's more fun with items off than previous Smash games were with items off. And I don't know why. I just like... I am enjoying. I feel like I'm getting maybe trounced less. I feel like I'm I'm better, but I don't know that it's that I'm better at video games than I used to be. I think it's that the roster is much better balanced this time around. Um, yes. There there are interviews with Sakurai like a year ago where he was like, "Don't expect a lot of new characters in this game because really we are just focused on making sure every character is viable and making sure the roster is actually balanced." And that has been my experience completely. Like I am winning matches with Kirby now, which never happened in Brawl or Melee. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, I just feel like it's a better fighting game than it used to be, and therefore playing with items off is 
is a little more fun. Yeah, we're going to get you trained up so that you can beat your two younger brothers and cement <laughs> your status as there, the king of the Smash household. We did a test last night, and uh, we found that I am a natural at dash dancing, which I didn't know what dash dancing was. Like wave, uh, wave dashing? Sort of. So it's similar. It's sort of just wiggling the stick back and forth, so you're perpetually dashing left and right, making you really hard to predict. Is I think okay. that's the idea. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. But... Um, between uh, the the three of us who are heavy Smash players, I have the the quickest left thumb, uh, and therefore would be a prodigy at dash dancing if I was ever willing to commit yeah. to that Smash Brothers life. But I don't know that you've I can got do that. the fancy feet. I do the fancy thumb. Is what yep. they call me. I'm just wondering if mm-hmm. I can fit that into like a a tag as a, for my Smash Brothers fighting name. It's four letters, right? I you know what? Now it's like ten. They really increased it oh my god by the way i don't know if we uh if, if i've talked to you about this before but in uh smash 4 when you're entering your tag you can hit the r button and it'll just generate a like quote-unquote random one uh from no. a huge pull pool of pre-selected ones okay so there's like let me think of some there's yeah i was gonna say what what possibilities have come out of this so far uh sakurai came up uh ridley spelled r-i-d-l-a-y uh treehouse which is the part of nintendo that localized the game yeah um i think i already said sakurai uh bump a dump i don't know what that means but i like that i've played as bump a dump a few <laughs> times um oh my gosh what else is there there's just like oh oh uh feels a mech so the reggie feels mech from the mega 64 skit from like a few nintendo directs oh my ago gosh, yeah. that, that reference yeah. is in there it's really if you have smash 4 i recommend you go create a new profile and then just hit r over and over and look through the random names that they put in there. Because, like, half of them are inside jokes that nobody who doesn't work in Nintendo could ever get, so I have no idea what they mean. But other ones are, like, uh, just weird and funny and very good. I honestly just want to upload a video to YouTube of just pressing R for, like, an hour and looking at all the different names because there's some, there's some real winners in there. Man, Bump-A-Dump. Bump-A-Dump is a great, a great name. I just want to know, like, what the inside joke context of that could be. <laughs> yeah, like, how did how did Bump-A-Dump end up being a name in Smash 4? Was that a tag yeah. of, like, a guy who worked at Nintendo, or... True. Maybe he was the inner office champion. Maybe. Maybe he was the real, the real Bump-A-Dump. God, I feel like there's one yeah. more name that I'm not remembering. Urgh. What is it? Dang. I'm just gonna Weird. rack my brain. Anyways, yeah. I am, I am... The more I play Smash 4, the more I love it, and the more certain I become... That it is one of my favorite games of the year. Um, yeah. Also, you should, uh, when you get back to California, do you have a car? I do not have a car. Are you thinking about license so plate you, stuff? Yes, you're going to buy a car, and since it's nine letters, you're going to make bump-a-dump your license plate. U-M-P-A-D-U-M-P. That would work in California. I feel like that's a recurring theme on this podcast. We, um, we just like license plates. But on the subject, though, I, uh, the, the first random name I ever got and stuck with in Smash, uh, like it was exactly a month ago that I was doing my first like stream of the game. Uh, the name I got yeah. was Crump, C-R-U-M-P. Okay. So that was the moment I knew, I think, that the, these clan tags were excellent, was Crump being in there. Yeah. Crump, Crump is pretty good. They good like name. their umps at Nintendo. They, they love the lovely Nintendo umps. Check it out. Them. There we go. Okay, I'm glad we both were going to reference that. Yes. Uh, what What else have you been playing besides Smash? Or is that, or is that not the end of your Smash no, that's, knowledge for? I, I don't have right. much to say about Smash except for that it's great and is like the it best is. local multiplayer game maybe all year. Or one of them. So I think good. the other big one would be uh, the Jackbox. What's it called? Jackbox Party Pack? Party Pack. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's real good. It is very good. And... Uh, I've been playing that with my whole family, uh, and it's great because it goes mm-hmm. up to most of the mini games in it go up to eight players. I think yeah. you don't know Jack maxes out at four, uh, Drawful, Word Spud, and Fibbage XL max out at eight players, and then yeah. Lyswater maxes out at a hundred. Um, yeah. But basically, what that means is that the the two best games, uh, Fibbage and Drawful, uh, can fit eight people. So like. Everyone, we've had a couple of nights here already in the less than a week I've been here where the whole family just gathers around the couch and our tiny TV and pulls out their iPhone and or laptop because that works too and uh, plays that game. Because like we talked about it a little bit last week, I think, um, but the, the fact that you can use any internet-capable device as a controller is so awesome. Like 
um, we just grab the nearest tablet or phone or laptop or whatever and use that as a controller and we've had some really aw- we had a few technical hiccups actually where like someone will get kicked out of a game for no reason and then when they try to rejoin it says this game is already in progress um, yeah but for the most part it's been a really solid like super fucking funny experience um i love that game yeah it seems like the best way to keep that from happening is like to make sure that everyone clears out every tab from their iphone mm. or ipad or whatever it is that's good um, advice it almost I... seems like a memory limitation where like you know how sometimes you like open up a tab on your iphone and then when you try to go back to the other one, the page reloads, even though it's only been, like, 30 seconds. Yes. I often think that it's because it has, like, limited cache or storage space. Uh, mm. And that seems to always solve our issues with that. That's a, that's a really good It could good be tip. completely placebo, though. Maybe, but I want to try it anyway. Because, like, we're all on Wi-Fi, and so it's that's not really the issue. But the issue could yeah. totally be just a, a very limited memory on some of these devices we're using. It hasn't happened to any yeah. of the laptop players either, so I think it probably is, like, an iOS limitation weird um have you been playing any of that uh of jackbox yeah oh yeah uh i really like fibbage i have still not had a chance to play drawful yet which is uh probably the one that i want to the most but uh people usually complain about having to draw things but i'm taking the final stand over christmas break please do drawful is happening i mean the, the the cool thing about drawful is that like the entire premise of the game is that people it's always complain about drawing games right like yeah the whole thing is that when you try to get someone to play a drawing game with you they're like oh no i really i'm the worst at drawing i wouldn't be any fun like this whole game the pitch is yo everyone sucks at drawing games let's build a game around that rather than trying to circumvent that um and yeah it, it works so good and also like the fact that the line art that you're drawing like is so thick and there's no eraser it's like so fuck upable it's the it's fuck upable by design it's so sinister i love it yeah i actually just bought a sort of in real life version of that game too called the game of things which it's uh its tagline is pick a topic write a response guess who said what uh, so it is pretty much the exact same thing, but in real life, uh, which might also be like a good entry point for getting um, people on board with that type of game, right? Being like, yeah. hey, let's play this game of things and being like, oh, man, setup took a while. Let's uh, play something where all you have to do is pull out your iPhone. Yeah. I actually had a similar experience at Thanksgiving where we were playing a board game where it's like, God, I wish I could remember the name. But basically, you're handed these like big, almost coaster-sized cardboard uh pieces that have art on them and uh what you want to do is you set one of them down and you say um or wait how does it work you know what it is you you play yours and then it plays like five random ones i think and you say the everybody plays one um so it's almost like uh apples got apples or cards against humanity but with pictures instead of words and they're these really abstract like dreamlike uh paintings um and you say a word that you think will get people to pick yours. But the the caveat is that if everyone picks yours, you don't get any points. And if nobody picks yours, you don't get any points. So you want to leave uh. your description vague enough that there's still some doubt and some people will be misdirected and pick other ones. Um, but you don't want to... Yeah, you basically don't want to be so specific that it's obvious. Like, if you just say, the, the card that has the cat holding a monkey on it, then everyone will pick it and nobody gets any points. But... Um, you you just kind of want to be inherently vague. And we played that at Thanksgiving, and I was like, actually, if you guys like this, let me show you guys this other thing called yeah. uh, Fibbage, which is a very similar concept. Um, yeah, I love it. I want I want like digital board games, specifically digital board games that are controlled via like an iPhone to be a thing. I want this to be a whole genre now. Yeah. There's no reason I mean, that Jackbox is the only should be the only ones making games like this. You know. Yeah, I mean, 2014 was kind of the year of local couch multiplayer. Yeah. So I'm somewhat hoping that that carries over into 2015, and Mm. we see a lot of people who had fun with these type of games in 2014 and want to make them in 2015. Uh, So I'm very, just like you, hopeful that that will happen. Yeah, and you're you're actually, like, something I haven't really thought of until you you mentioned it is, like, the fact that virtually anyone kind of could make a game like this. Like, what's cool yeah. about Jackbox, or one of the things that's cool about Jackbox, is that their games are so polished and, like, complete and and feel professionally made. But the core idea of Fibbage or of Drawful is dead simple. And, yeah. like, there's no reason there couldn't be, like, a cool little indie game on Steam. Or, like, what about, like, a game that is uh, that uses Chromecast for this? You know what I mean? Like, why do we need a 
multi-hundred-dollar piece of gaming hardware to, to play these games. It doesn't really make sense. Um, True. It'd be, not, it'd be kind of neat if they uh, put out the system that allows phones to tie into those games. Uh, put that out as like an open thing for people to implement into games. Totally, I that that like whatever they're doing is just so seamless for the most part. Yeah, um, I and do that know sounds that like it'd be the hardest part. You, I know that you can get Fibbage though on the I think maybe Apple TV and definitely on the uh, Amazon Fire TV. Yeah, um, which is awesome. So that's that's a good middle step. But like the true, I love the like I love the idea of games on devices that everyone already has because like it it solves the problem that nintendo has been wasting too much energy on for a decade now which is that controllers are scary um yeah every time i I try to pitch someone on the jackbox thing like oh do i have to download an app and i'm like nope just go to this url yeah um yeah it's it's dead simple i hope we see more games like that it would be really neat to start getting some like more far out concepts too that maybe would be released for like like, Fibbage is technically free on a lot of platforms if you buy it outside of this party pack, and then you just mm. pay for the XL version with more questions. Right. So it'd be kind of neat to see more experimental stuff like that. That would be excellent. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I. It's pretty exciting. And it's, like, one of those things that I think in hindsight will be like, why haven't we been... Why haven't these games existed for, exactly. like, five years now? Like, everybody loves board games for the most part, and we have all this awesome technology that can do pretty much anything. We should combine those, probably. Yeah, and then yeah. on top of that, it's I've a... just uh, I the the last thing is that I've just been playing a a ton more Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Yep. What, what have uh, you just been getting further in the story? Yeah, and I feel like I'm getting to the end, uh, if only because the soundtrack has changed a lot and ah. and some pretty like dramatic events have unfolded that I am I'm not at liberty to discuss, but. It, it feels like it's wrapping up. I, I'm having an experience with that game where every time I sit down to play it, the my session is twice as long as the session before it. So okay. I played a chapter on my like a, a chapter on my flight, and then uh, two days ago I played like half a chapter. Then yesterday I played a whole chapter, and today I've already played like a chapter and a half. And it's just it's I'm burning through it. It's so I, I love it. It's it's so great. How long uh, do you think, or how many hours, I guess, do you think you've put into it so far? I wish there was, like, a an easy way to tell. At least, like, six or seven, maybe more. I, oh, it's, okay. It's tough to say, because it's, like, a portable game, and I'm playing it in shorter bursts than a longer. Yeah. It's, it's also tough to gauge, because it's, like, visual novel, you know, but um, it's... I really feel like a, you know what it might be much longer than I'm estimating. I have no idea, um, but I definitely feel like I'm getting my my forty bucks worth out of it because it it keeps going and keeps escalating and is really doing a good job of maintaining this tension. Um, and I recommend Danganronpa. It's kind of like I, I it's one of those games that uh, I would rather uh, rather than explain it, I would just say, hey, go buy Danganronpa if you like the things I like. And just go into it totally sure. blind because that's the experience I had with it. Just going in knowing jack shit, and it's been a wild ass ride. Um, it's very good. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be easier to recommend if it wasn't forty dollars too. Yeah, that that is also the case. Um, but also, it's like I'll happily pay that price to support really fucking oh, course, weird games course. being brought to. Uh, like, I don't buy a lot of games at full price, but. I will totally pay whatever ridiculous fee you ask me if it if it means I'm supporting like bringing weird ass Japanese games that have no business being localized to the United States. Like it's so yeah. I want to like personally hunt down and thank um whoever it was. I can't remember their name, but whoever uh localized and published it in the United States cuz like yeah. I think the general consensus was that it was never going to happen and it did and then it happened again with the sequel and that's so cool. I love risky shit like that. Yeah, so kind of interesting is that I think NIS America, who's usually responsible for localizing a lot of that stuff, recently came out and said that their latest game needs to sell 500,000 copies for them to stay open. Interesting. uh, Which seems like a huge bummer, considering they they do like 90% of that kind of stuff, all the fan favorites, but most of their games sell 100,000 or 200,000 copies. Wow. I wonder what game it was, because NIS is the one, they're the ones who did Danganronpa. Um very weird. I hope it wasn't. Um, I hope it wasn't um, Akiba Strip because I'm not gonna fucking buy that. But um, I'm gonna Google it. 
Oh, Akiba Strip or whatever game they were talking about. No, I'm I'm gonna Google what uh, what it was that they talked about. Yeah, because they're uh, I I do appreciate that they localize riskier fare, but um, I don't know. I I I don't subscribe to like every game that gets localized should should be played. Uh, it was actually talking about Disgaea Five. Um, I wonder how Disgaea said. Oh, sorry, what? No, no, yeah, I mean, they said that they it had hoped to sell 150,000 copies, but the publisher, I guess, later came out and said that, I think it's the Japanese one, came out and said that, you know, they're not going anywhere, so the games would still be made, uh, which I guess settles that fear a little bit, but I didn't, I hadn't really seen how that worked itself out prior to huh. now. Yeah, it's interesting. You know what's a game that is not going anywhere? What? Sunset Overdrive. That is probably true, yeah. <laughs> Have you played any Sunset Overdrive? Because I've just been putting some more time into it over the weekend, and uh, it's, it's a very interesting game. Yeah, I, I, I've i only played what I played uh, before. Me and Tara did like our big wrap-up piece on it, but I, yeah. my understanding is that that is a game that uh that ages like a like a good wine and the the more time you put into it the the funner and funner it gets um which is not okay the, the ideal structure for a triple a long ass game but whatever yeah that's good to hear because i'm probably three or four hours in and right now all of the jokes are falling flat yep uh and it seems like there's so much style there that they could easily just be like hey here's the style and like throw in like a random sort of joke that works itself out but they're like straight throwing stuff in your face it's like that's this is the awesome apocalypse Ugh, yeah. stuff like that and you're that like uh, it's not an awesome apocalypse if i'm just doing tower defense and grinding rails for four hours yep uh i'm so i'm somewhat hoping it picks up but uh i like the style enough to at least give it a shot uh so we'll see how far more i go into it uh that game is very pretty though yeah. Which I'm pretty excited about. It uh, runs real smoothly. It's got them colors going. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that they do a lot of the sort of zombie land style pop and stuff like that when yeah. dudes explode. Yeah. Uh, where the letters form out of their blood, I guess, which sounds creepy as shit now that I say <laughs> it out loud. But uh, it's like ooze and stuff. It's not blood. Yeah. Whatever. They're monsters. I think They're shades zombies. of Scott Pilgrim all over the place in that game. Yes, exactly. That's that's a great analogy. Uh, and so I'll give it more of a shot. It came free with my Xbox, so that was kind of the reason that uh, I decided to play it. And uh, hopefully, like you said, it, it gets better in the long end. Because I think like review scores were surprisingly high for that, I thought. Um, and so maybe the surprisingly high comes on the later end of that game. Probably, yeah. That would that would line up with my my experience with it. Um, I, I just my understanding is that there are some sort of mechanics later on that uh, add to the the combo system and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had the same tonal problems you did to the point that I, at some point, I was just like so focused on hunkering down and and getting deeper into the game that I went in and turned the dialogue slider all the way to zero and turned the subtitles off because I was like, oh, I okay. I can't listen to these characters fucking talk anymore. Um, yeah, which really brought the the grating ass music to the foreground, and then at that point I was like, "Do I just mute my TV? Like, what what's the answer?" Because um, I yeah, really do love the, the way that game looks. Like you said, it is very pretty. Yeah. The interesting thing is that if you turn off all that stuff too early, you do you won't know how to do anything because there's no on screen button prompts for how to do stuff, which is weird for a game that breaks the fourth wall as much as it does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't listen to the dude's dialogue, you pretty much won't know what's going on. Uh, that said, once you get past that, it's probably a good podcast game, mm. uh, which is not great if you're the developer, but whatever. Uh, like you said, it gets pre-grading. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on Sunset Overdrive. I'll probably loop back around, uh, play some more during the Christmas break. But in the meantime, I think we should take a podcast break. And then can come back and talk about some more games afterwards. What do you say? That sounds good to me. Sweet. We're going to play a cover of Bound by Laura Welsh.
That was a cover of Bound by Laura Welsh. And Nick, what else have you been playing, man? Uh, Let me think. uh, I have been playing Hearthstone. Okay. On the... uh, Actually, I've been playing on on everything. I've been switching back and forth between the iPad version and the desktop version. Um, Yeah, me too. Primarily because that uh, the uh, Goblins vs. Gnomes expansion just came out. Uh, and it's about it's about fucking time, right? Like, I feel like that yeah. game has existed at least in in some publicly playable form for a year now. And I was like, when's the first expansion? Like Magic the Ga- and I know it's not a fair comparison, but Magic the Gathering gets like sure. three expansion packs a year, and Hearthstone we are still playing with roughly the same cards. Um, but this is it. This is the first big expansion. It's like 150 cards. They rolled it out in the uh, arena mode a week early. Uh, and sort of shuffled them into the cards you could draft in Arena, and now they've put out the actual, like, boosters. Um, yeah. I really like and, it, And dude. that is available on the iPad also, right? Yes, yeah. It's a simultaneous okay. release for every... I think cool. there was a weird thing where, like, it was uh, released just, like, just shy of 24 hours later in China and some, some okay. like, uh, East Asian countries. Uh, but it was basically a worldwide release on every platform. That's uh, cool. Which is great, yeah. I, I feel like that game wouldn't really work that way. And I, there was actually an hour of downtime, I think, right before they flipped the Switch. But, um, oh my god, I'm really loving all the new cards. Uh, I've been Yeah, playing. they're really good. They're so cool! Like, they, they add so much to it. And it's it's really clever that they found a way to, like, uh, take these mechanics, like the mech mechanic and stuff like that, and find ways for that to uh, sort of seamlessly integrate with all the existing uh, character classes. Um, I I just sort of I I think you get like a free booster if you sign in. You get like three, yeah. three, yeah. God, that's so yeah. fucking smart because it it gives you just enough. In reality, three boosters sounds like a lot, but that's fifteen cards, which is again to put it in magic terms, one booster. Um, so like 
that's just a taste really of of what's in the store i don't think that's like enough to build a solid mech deck with uh but it's, no. it's enough to get you like interested in being like okay if i were to build like a, a priest mech deck what would that look like and then you start like looking at cards in arena and cards that other people are playing online and start building a deck in your head and then before you know it, you are buying like a booster every hour just to feel the rush of opening a booster again um yeah a, a super funny thing that actually happened that's probably not funny for these people i don't know if you saw it the day that the expansion hit a whole bunch of youtube videos went out of popular streamers uh buying the 70 dollar like 50 packs or whatever it is uh, might be 70 packs and accidentally clicking on classic rather than oh no and, <laughs> and, oh, and they fuck. would like click there and click buy and it'd be like are you sure you want to buy classic packs and be like yes and they'd sit there streaming and it'd be like 30 seconds while it's authorizing the purchase and then they'd look over at their chat and slowly just see it filling up no. with people being like no no look no and then they just start screaming realizing oh. what they've done oh uh, my god and it was simultaneously sad and absolutely hilarious at the oh, same time. Because you're just sitting there waiting for them to realize it, right? I don't think I could watch that, dude. That's like yeah. That's like front page of like the cringe subreddit or something. Yeah. Like that's oh <laughs> no! I like I don't want to know that that happened. I want to unlearn that because that sucks. Um, yeah, I've been I've been buying mine one pack at a time uh, using the smart only, way. Only gold, uh, no no yep, cash. So same far. here. Um, but yeah, I'm loving that stuff. I've been playing a lot of arena, uh, just cause that's a fun way to get boosters. Um, yeah. Although I've, it seems like they're, uh, it seems like in arena, you are only able to win goblins versus gnomes, uh, or goblins and gnomes boosters right now. Right? Like, I don't think you can get classic boosters as a prize in arena that I've oh, seen. Oh yeah. Um, which I think makes sense because like. You wouldn't want that right now. We're still in the first 10 days since this expansion came out, so I think that's totally yeah. okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm loving the new cards. There's some really cool, weird stuff in there, uh, which I always like to see. Um, have you built any, like, com- like decks with it yet? Yeah, so I kind of went in, and uh, I'm still not super deep into Hearthstone. I really enjoy playing it, but I haven't got into uh, really digging into, like, having a ton of decks built out. Right. Uh, I think I have three custom decks uh, and really only used two of them. And one of them was my regular mage, I think it was. And then the other one... No. Who is it? I don't know. The mage but, is the uh, one with the, uh, the fireball ability that just pings one damage to a creature or player. Yeah, that is what I use then. Okay. Which is... I know it's pointless, but that was the one that uh, just through random drafts I got the most good early cards for. And so I was trying to sort of amass golds and build... Uh, decks from boosters totally i mean by my, using that one my first i still love that ability and my first deck was a mage deck i think in part because that's the one that it drops you into in the tutorial and i was like okay i feel comfortable with yeah. this this character ability i can wrap my head around it i'm going to stick with this for the first like couple weeks yeah and i've used that and the priest some yeah. uh but i sort of i had my 130 card deck of all classics and then i took that and basically copied it and then replaced 15 uh, gnomes and goblins cards in there and have uh, actually pretty heavily been implementing all the new cards i've been getting just trying to see like and i've been losing a lot with it because they're yeah. clearly not built just to have that with the small amount of cards i have right like if you put in every card you get you're obviously not gonna have a good deck yeah but uh I'm for me it's fun too, learning how the mechanics work yeah yeah like I, I what i'm doing is i'm going into my card collection i'm type i'm using the search feature typing in the word mech and just adding all of them to my deck and oh, being wow. like, this is good that's how you build the deck, right? Is just use everything. Um, so it's not a very strategic way to assemble a deck, but I feel like I'm getting a sense that way of like, okay, this card is actually useful. This card is too conditional and shouldn't be in my like main deck and should be in my sideboard. Like stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Re- I'm really loving all the new stuff though. And I'm still like, Arena remains my favorite way to play Hearthstone. Um, yeah, that game's so good. Actually, like right before we started recording, I absolutely wrecked some dude uh, almost a little bit on accident. Just by, he had two really good early cards that, uh, I don't remember exactly what they oh, they had, uh, they were charged, and then they had, uh, what was it, like, four attack and three health, but they only used, like, two or three mana from him, so he kept using them, but for some reason, I also had the secret card, where it's a secret card that when you play it, or when they play a card, it copies the card on your side. Oh, man. And he just getting super unfortunate, and I had, uh, people out on the... 
on my side that where every time a minion is played on my side, it randomly attacks them for a couple damage. Yeah, so he would play his card. Yeah, I would get a copy of it, and then it would attack him for damage and kill his dude. <laughs> and so he's just getting super pissed. And I think it was like a three or four minute match. Like, it was really short, and he eventually just gave up. And I was like, I am just so, like, Jeez. sorry, because that's happened to me. But it was really fun. It, it takes, And the cool thing about Hearthstone is that it takes a lot for you to be able to detect somebody's saltiness through that game. Because there's no chat system of any kind yeah. other than, like, the six pre... Uh, pre-selected commands that you can say with your character. Yeah. What uh, What do you make yeah. of that system, by the way? Because I fucking adore it. It, it Yeah, really I takes think it's cool. Because... The, it takes just all the meanness out of the game, you know? Exactly. You don't get a ton of toxicity. Like, the only reason I could really tell this dude was raging is because he was just going back and forth over his cards, and you can kind of see the cards pop up on yeah. the top of the screen when they yeah. do that. Where he's like, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. Like... It was, I think, before we even got to the six mana thing, I had, like, seven cards out on the Jesus. on the deck, uh, or the playing field, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I think that system is cool. It allows it for easily, easy portability for the iPad, too. Because yeah. you don't want to sit there and, like, type stuff out mid-game. Totally. And opening up the janky iOS keyboard always, you know, adds room for crashes or slowdown or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely wouldn't mind maybe a voice chat feature for playing with friends only. Uh, oh, true. But, like, and it, that had never occurred to me before, sitting down and talking about this with you just now. But uh, I really do think that that, like, they split the difference perfectly between, like, you want to be reminded that your opponent is human and, and has, like, emotional reactions to, like, their own mistakes. They can say oops or they can say thank you or they can say sorry. But, like, almost all the commands are positive except for, like, one of them. Yeah. Uh, and the ones that are, like, the one aggressive command is always very jokey and, like, in character for your uh, your class to say. Um, yeah. It's just awesome. Because, like, my memories of... I used to play a lot of Magic the Gathering online uh, back before, like, the 3.0 client ruined everything. I was playing that game a lot, like, in, in middle and <laughs> high school. And I have memories of, like, people being super f- shitty and rude and, like, getting mad about my affinity for Artifact's modular deck, which, to be fair those decks were bullshit but like there was a little chat window where people could tell me explicitly what a what a piece of shit and a noob i was for doing that and hearthstone completely like it's just it's a such a brilliant uh classically blizzard like streamlining of what multiplayer card games have been like historically everywhere you look at that game you see a million little decisions they made to make it like intuitive and not uh, not painful which nobody else had managed to do with a card game before this one yeah yeah, it's a it's it's a really smart game, and there's smart decisions throughout. Uh, I adore that game Me too. quite and, heavily, and that music too. Like every time I boot that game on my iPad, you get the little strumming guitar, and you get that bartender guy going like, "Oh, it's cold outside, but it's warm in here." And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I, I feel a little bit pandered too, but mostly oddly comforted by this virtual man in this fake inn." Like, yeah. And it's weird because this game, I despite it running perfectly fine on my PC, is actually making me want to get a better PC so that I can be streaming it uh, because it feels like a very fun community-style game it where is. you could easily learn from a Twitch chat or totally. uh, something like that. There is always one dude in the Twitch chat, in my experience, who's amazing at Hearthstone and, and is just like berating you more than any like, other game yeah your deck it, sucks yeah. yeah totally like because i because i primarily play arena people will watch me just draft cards that are maybe more fun but far less good than other cards uh and so i'm like i'm always uh basically being called out for uh for stuff like that um but i i'm really really loving that game so far i also i also am curious like um i so one of my main systems that i've played that game on is the surface Okay. So I've been using like touchscreen or styles or whatever, and I yeah. have this I have this theory of like I don't know how powerful the Surface Pro that I have is, but do you think it would be theoretically possible to open OBS on the Surface Pro, use the webcam and the mm. mic built into the Surface Pro and stream it from this basically tablet? Like could you stream Hearthstone with a camera and mic from the thing that you're playing it on? Probably. I I kind of want to try it like yeah, realistically, like, I do that with my PC, and my PC isn't great, which is why I want to upgrade it. And I think you could, theoretically, it would not be a great stream to watch, right? No. Um, but I think you could do that. I mean, here's the thing. It's worth a try. That is true. It just you should report experiment. back. 
I, I may yeah. do that and then come back next week and, and let y'all know. Um, but yeah, Hearthstone just continues to be the shit, basically, and I, I hope that the rate of expansion packs maybe ramps up a little. How, did you ever play that single player stuff? Uh, no, that that really like the that kind of stuff isn't really for me. Sure, uh, I enjoy playing against real people and learning from them. It would probably make me better actually if I did. Uh-huh. But every time I hop on, I just want to hop on for a couple random games. Totally, I should okay. That that was your challenge is to test the uh, streaming from a surface. That will be my thing is to go through some of the solo stuff in there. Yeah, uh, I think Nax Ramus is a solo. Yes, thing, it is. Correct? Yeah, that's like the the okay. one big piece of like that was. I I don't think of that as an expansion because it really only ha- added a handful of cards and was totally yeah like mostly single player. But uh, I was I still am like kind of chipping away at the Naxxramas stuff and like there's a boss battle I did earlier this week that's like he's a dude who has seventy health, um, but still has a normal deck of cards. And at first I was like, how do I beat this dude? Uh, but then it turns out he's got a unique card that creates a spore that will like hit all your guys for one damage or do five damage to a creature, but it creates a zero one spore creature on his side of the board that when you kill it gives plus eight plus O to all your creatures. So effectively like he'll have three of those out. You'll pop them all and all your guys will have like plus 24 attack. Uh, Oh wow. So stuff like that is, is cool where it's like, it's not just a game against the AI, but it's a game with really unique rules. And that's kind of why I want to, I just unlocked the, I think third or fourth like the military quarter in Naxxramask, and I'm hoping to see more weirdness like that. Because all the opponents are unique characters with unique voice acting and unique uh, character abilities. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I hope they put more stuff like that out. Like, it just came out on Android this week, which is oh, pretty really? cool. Android tablets. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you can do... Can you do cross-platform? I would assume not. Actually, yes. I, I have played uh, the iPad version against the desktop version at at sf game night and at friends houses it's a cool that means more players i guess hell yeah i mean like the the thing about hearthstone the blessing and the curse of it is that nothing happens on the 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 client side like nothing it's other than rendering the graphics like every time you attack someone it goes and sends that to the cloud the cloud does the math and sends it back to both players devices so yeah um the cool part about that is that it makes it virtually unhackable right like you can't cheat at all in any way mm-hmm. the downside of that is that like the, when i when sf game night first started there was a whole table of people playing hearthstone and the wi-fi in there was awful to the point that like <laughs> you would attack an opponent and you would just stare at it for five seconds while the cre- like the character just floated there. And then after a while, it would go like, thunk! And it would then hit the opponent. But like literally 15 to 20 seconds of waiting. So uh, Weird. It, it was just like the internet connection was crappy. So it was taking forever to send the data and forever to pull it back. Um, so, But basically, yeah. Because of that, it is totally platform agnostic. And you can play against anyone on any device, which is real cool. Did you say Android tablet only? It's not on the on the phones yet, I guess? I'm pretty sure it's tablet. I think that's okay. something they've always kind of said, but I don't know how that how it's determined versus tablets or phones cuz you can't play it on an, on an iPhone. No. Uh, uh, although they've said that they are looking into like cuz I think that would be a, plus. A, an interesting interface challenge. Uh oh, yeah. the 6 plus too would like I don't I, frankly I think the 6 plus would just run all iPad apps. Like let's be real. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. It's that there's no there there maybe there is maybe I mean I'm not a app developer I don't know the hardware maybe there's a great reason it can't do that but from a purely logistical standpoint that thing is an as a slightly smaller iPad Mini it it should just do everything an iPad can do um, yeah but no I think they're t- they've talked if I'm not mistaken about like an iPhone Hearthstone equivalent and I, I'd be oh, interested interesting. To see, yeah like. I'd love to see how they tackle that from an interface perspective. Uh, that game is so readable and minimalist anyway that I, I have to imagine it's like, it's not the craziest task, especially since iPhones just keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing yet. I just, I was surprised to hear, I guess, like, I, I don't really have a clear sense of whether or not uh, the Android platform distinguishes between like tablets and phones. And, and what about those weird pseudo phone, pseudo tablet things that exist like, where do those fall? Yeah, I think the the Android platform has trouble really identifying what anything is going on there. I think they I think I saw a stat that said like zero point one percent of all phones can run the latest hardware. Which is nuts. 
Or the latest software, I guess. Oh, the like the, software the, update. the newest, like, f- firmware, like k- Cupcake or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> cupcake. Just, uh, <laughs> it's something like that. They name all that, that stuff Fuck, after It's, it's super obvious that we're both iPhone users. Lollipop. It? Lollipop. I think I'm pretty, pretty sure it's Lollipop. I know that sounds right. I just think it's funny that, like, you could anyone listening to this who has an Android phone can tell that we are two iPhone-having dudes trying to talk about <laughs> an OS that like, <laughs> we haven't fucked with in years. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's good. Uh, they're getting some games on there now, which is cool yeah. uh, for them. <laughs> uh, but Hearthstone's a cool game, and I actually kind of mentioned it earlier, but I've been looking at upgrading my gaming PC a little bit. Oh, right. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, because of Hearthstone and because of other games, like, it's not it's not that bad. It's uh, probably, I think I bought it in 2000, late 2011, bought all the parts, that is, uh, and put it together and then have upgraded some stuff since, like I got a better cooler and mm. a better graphics card and SSDs and stuff like that. But it's still, you know, not super great. Like I can't really stream and and run the game on great settings. Uh, so I've been looking to upgrade. Uh, but my main challenge is that one, my case kind of sucks. It's too small and it's not great for airflow, so it's really loud. Uh, and then I want to upgrade the CPU, the processor, but Right now, I have an AMD, uh, and it's not a bad AMD. Like it was, it was fine when it came out. I think it's like a Phenom X four nine eighty or something like that. Uh, that's probably wrong. And uh, but to upgrade, realistically, I want to get on Intel, which requires buying a whole new motherboard on top of a new processor. So it's going to be very expensive. Uh, Do you have so I'm a, not really a looking forward Intel to CPU in mind yet? Like a specific one. Yeah, I think I'm going with the i7 4790 or 4970, whatever it is. Uh, it's about $300, uh, and I was told that it should last me probably three to four years, uh, which I feel okay about. Red. Uh, that's all I really want out of it. Uh, and I'm going to get a big case so that I don't have to worry about anything anymore. I think it's like the Corsair 780T or something like that. Uh, it's basically a big case with nice little... Uh, symmetrical handles on top that turn into risers on bottom uh, so you can move it but also it allows for better airflow on the bottom right because it's not Uh, like on the carpet or ground or whatever yeah and that is part of my problem is that right now my room is carpet and so it sucks up a lot of gross like dust and just carpety stuff Mm -hmm. uh that you know doesn't really get taken care of if it's hardwood floor uh so i'm trying to you know fix that and i want to get a better graphics card because Currently, my graphics card is like a 570, I think, okay. which is fine, Like, but it's also fine for probably early 2013, sure. uh, and that seems to be where a lot of stuff struggles. Basically, I just want to build it out to where I don't have to worry about anything for three years. Yeah, I that is something that I totally failed to do, I think, with my current rig. I have a uh, GTX 770, an i5, and 8 gigs of RAM, which is totally serviceable, or at least it is in theory. And every, yeah. like that's well above the min- – I actually posted all my specs in a YouTube video like two days ago on Monday. Uh, but basically I have a computer that should in theory uh, be able to run anything coming out today well above recommended specs. Uh, but it's not future-proof in any way. Well, I think that's the major difference yeah. between my build and yours. Um, and even like – dude, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty heartbroken <laughs> about PC gaming right now. Dude, it, it it's it's a bummer. Like my computer, I was playing on uh, Friday night, and the power surged for like a split second. Yeah. And when I turned it back on, it was like cannot find boot device. You know, select proper boot device. And I'm like, so uh, my thing's in there. So, uh, and that's just, I just got that solved today, and it ended up being a uh, surged like it, the surge fried one of the SATA ports on the motherboard. So I just had to swap the cable out, but yet mm-hmm. nothing online ever recommended that fuck it's just so like that shit drives me crazy because as someone with with a preposterously low level of technical expertise considering the field that i'm in like yeah the the guessing game part of it makes me want to jump out of a building like yeah there is something so appealing about the fact that when you put like gta 5 in a ps4 it will work the same every time with very rare exceptions like yeah Right now, I, like, I've been playing Far Cry 4 using the uh, specs recommended for my build by the uh, GeForce Experience software. You know how you can, like, just be like, hey, set, go ahead and set these automatically for me. It'll be like, oh, you're yeah. looking at your RAM and your card. You should be able to, everything on Ultra with 
like four times anti-aliasing and depth of field. Like I've been setting it like using that and uh, it just runs like shit for no reason. It's just like <laughs> super chuggy. Anytime I'm in a vehicle, uh, the game just chugs like hell. Uh, the frame rate is super awful. Screen. So are you up. recording while you're doing this? No, no, this is like literally okay. just like playing Far Cry 4 for fun and using recommended specs. I've turned off everything that could conceivably be slowing it down and just runs badly and like also sometimes yeah. it just boots into a black screen or when i exit it just stays on a black screen and the only solution is to hard reset my computer because it doesn't respond to any input it's ubisoft I, I, yeah uh, and that's the thing it's like on the one hand ubisoft has a a history of nightmarish ports but on the other hand like the situation you described where like things just fucking break on pc constantly and it is a complete dice roll whether or not it'll happen to you um, yeah, I think one thing, so like when I was trying to record stuff for Far Cry 3 when that came out, just because I love that game so much, anytime I hit record on fraps, the game would drop to about two frames a second, according to the counter. That's not uh, that many frames. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- theoretically, that is really bad. Uh, and so what I think I'm going to do, uh, and this probably had a lot to do with my like specs at the time, yeah. uh, I think I'm going to take all of the stuff that I want to keep like my SSDs and hard drive and coolers and all that kind of stuff out of this PC. And when I get that new PC stuff, put all the good stuff in there, grab like an old hard drive, maybe a two terabyte, I don't know, something like that online if I feel like it, and a really bad power supply and just turn that into a streaming and recording PC using an Elgato. That would be awesome. See how that works out? Uh, Because that's how a lot of people do it, and that makes your videos look the best, right? It does. Like trying to – it's – I currently stream using one computer for everything, and it's having your streaming software sap performance from the game you're playing, and having the game you're playing uh, cause you to drop frames in the stream you're doing. Neither of those are good situations to be in if you're if yeah. you want either one of the things to look nice. Uh, if you can, like, if yeah. you have the, enough spare parts to make a streaming PC, like, I think that's absolutely the the right move. Yeah, and it'd probably actually help me, like, do that more, theoretically. If all I have to do is open up the Elgato software, be capturing my gaming PC's monitor, gaming PC's output feed into something, that's so much easier than being like, should I use DxTory, should I use OBS, should I use Fraps? Like, what what should I use to record this? And, oh, look, this game doesn't like that I'm doing that. You know, it's going to chug or I have to change some settings. It'd be so nice just to be able, really simply to click record and get whatever feed I wanted. Yeah. And I think the... I mean, what which Elgato uh, device are you using? So I have the 30 here. I'm trying to get the 60. Cool. Uh, I have the 60, and I, I, like, adore it. It's I've been trying to make a concerted effort to every video that I could theoretically do in 60 FPS, uh, in terms of, like, gameplay videos, at least, I do upload in 60 FPS. Um, yeah. The thing is, I, I find that that device is maybe better for capturing than for streaming. Um, yeah because if you've used that thing for anything you know that uh what's happening in the game and on the pass through is a good three or four seconds behind when you're looking at it on the monitor so to to do that in a live stream requires a bunch of very like manual like okay i need to delay my webcam video by 2000 milliseconds and my audio by 2000 milliseconds and get it all lined up nicely yeah yeah that's uh that is one thing but i I would think that you could at least if you had a separate pc for that where you didn't need to change settings a bunch you could eventually get that nailed down pretty well yeah uh, and only have to make slight adjustment adjustments like once you once you have it set once you're probably good for life i've heard and maybe this is only true with elder elgatos i've heard that it uh it can kind of trail a bit so if you're doing a long stream like it might start out with 2000 milliseconds of delay but by the end of it be a little bit more or a little bit less Oh wow. Uh, but like that's just the nature of the beast. I think that if you like that device to me, I'm using it to stream console games from time to time and nobody seems to notice or complain about anything like that. Uh but for captured stuff, it's just fucking perfect. It just works so nicely. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Uh I think that's probably going to do it for us this week. You got anything else? No, that's that's about it. I'll try to play something new <laughs> for next week, but really this, yeah. this week for it sounds like both of us has been kind of like that's just like it's the holidays are beginning let's it is yeah lie down on the families couch, around hearthstone yeah like the the more passive light comfortable familiar fare for us this week it seems like 
Yeah. So we'll be back next week with your Christmas Eve taking turns special. Ooh. Why are we doing Halloween we, noises? I don't know. I was shaking my hands in the air like everyone could see how excited I was. The, it came uh, through and in you your did voice. Ghost like noises. A, yeah. it, well, it sounded like you were like a very special taking turns like Christmas, like kind of a spooky voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't work out great. Tomorrow is the, not tomorrow, next week. Yes. Is the Taking Turns Christmas Eve special. Yeah. We'll be back then to talk about some games. We'll have played new stuff. We'll and, have carols. Uh, we'll be singing carols. Yeah. We're going to do a radio drama version of Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. We're going to do video game past, video game present, and video game future. It's a whole screenplay that me and Alex have been working on all year long. Yeah. We really yep. hope you enjoy it. And we're going to do a white elephant gift exchange. Yes. Between the two of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's gonna be basically. I'm gonna buy something really cool, send it to Nick, and then steal it and make him send it back. Man, that's yeah, that's good radio too. That's gonna and, and then you can't steal anymore. That's, that's how gonna, it works. That's gonna be tough to fit into 30 minutes, but I think it's gonna be action packed. Because please, please remember, by the way, folks at home, that our Halloween or our ho- holiday specials are fun. They are short. 30 minutes. They're yeah. special because they're small, just like yeah. me. Just like you. Just like me. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Rubens. Uh, Nick, they can find you on Twitter, correct? They can. And if they can do that by going to http colon slash slash www.twitter.com forward slash Babylonian. Okay. And that's your YouTube as well. Yes. My YouTube is http colon slash slash www.twitter.com slash Babylonian slash YouTube dot JPEG. Gov. Perfect. You can listen to us live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Dash Multiplayer. It's the best way to listen to it because you can tweet at us and we'll be tweeting along at that time so you Hell get some yeah. great interactivity with us. Mm-hmm. Last week, as Nick was talking about the Jackbox Party Pack, he was tweeting pictures of the Jackbox Party Pack. Yes. Who else can provide that to you? You would have missed out. You guys Nobody. probably don't even know about it because you were listening to the podcast, which you can find on iTunes. And also on SoundCloud. Yes. Uh, technically, you go to soundcloud.com slash Alex Rubens, R-U-B-E-N-S. And there's both a SoundCloud RSS link for Android listeners and a link to our iTunes thing, uh, our iTunes URL. Uh, and we appreciate if you subscribe on iTunes. It kind of lets us know, you know, that people want to listen to this a lot. So we enjoy that. Uh, be sure to tweet stuff at us. And uh, you can also review us and rate us on iTunes. Yes. Nick knows all about that because sure he's Mister YouTube man. That's uh, me. But yeah, like Mr. I, I, at YouTube. the end of the day, if you don't feel like searching or like hunting down these links, I have found that if you Google "Taking Turns Podcast," uh, you will find the SoundCloud link and the iTunes link. Google is getting really good, man. They yeah. You will also find a uh, Guardian article about Serial, the podcast, which is that is not really our production, but if you want to read that. Just Google Taking Turns Podcast and click on the fifth link and you'll learn all about it. Well, I think that that serial thing was about, you know, the top podcasts of all times. Right. And so they were like, yeah, it used to be serial, but now this thing called Taking Turns is out. It is. And they don't know what day they record or put their show out on. So uh, <laughs> you should listen to them instead, yes. which I agree with. I do but too. also listen to Serial. Their last episode comes out tomorrow morning. Oh my god, and really? And I'm pretty stoked. Yep. There's only I, 12 episodes. All right. I just listened to episode 10 last night, so I will catch up. Catch up. I didn't know that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yep. We are take This has been Taking Turns. We are the Serial of podcasts. Yep. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Are you constantly loading and unloading a gun? How did you know?